Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wanna Be On Top. Today is going to be a fun one. We talk to internet diva Bible girl about the fierce runway lesson of cycle three of America's Next Top Model. We will talk about Heatherette, the girl's first party in New York, and the Lee's Jeans photo shoot. Don't go anywhere. This episode is about to be so fierce. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, girl, how's it going today? Hi, Shay. Things are going well. It's a gorgeous Monday. I'm in on my fourth iced coffee today, and I am so excited to talk about Top Model today. Yes, I'm very caffeinated. All fancy to my hands. No, I, <laughs> I'm catching up. You know, I, I I'm gonna be on your level uh, soon because I feel like nothing like helps us feel like more top modelly and more a top model experty than like. Caffeine just like coursing through our veins. Yeah, I mean, how do you get your smiles to like protrude out of your eyes if you're not like high <laughs> on caffeine? Um, I'm I just got a nice coffee machine in the house. It makes co- a pot of cold brew in 45 minutes, and it is the best Wait. investment I've ever made my partner make and um, <laughs> so wait um, you said it makes it bruise it, so it brews iced coffee it like puts this in like a little a, thing and it literally like a rock tumbler spins the ice co- ground iced coffee around for like 45 minutes and it makes iced coffee it is magic up. yes I'll drop the link. I'll let you know. I'm I just want like, everybody no, to have I'm one. just, I, 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 it's weird. I, I'm feeling this weird sense of, I don't know. I, I'm like jealous that I have not been a targeted ad for that yet. You know, I'm like, why hasn't that come into my, my stratosphere? I mean, but, I'm really gay and really caffeinated. So I, maybe that's why, <laughs> but um, let's get back up into this top model talk yes. because today we are going to talk about the first runway episode of Cycle 3. The past two runway episode days are like, they've been great, but this is when Miss J, where we are finally introduced to Miss J, really puts these girls through the ringer. They do a Heatherette runway show. Do you remember Heatherette? They were iconic. Okay, so, yes, like, I would have to say that my first introduction to Heather Rat was um, on my super sweet 16, um, when Tiana Taylor um, donned her Heather Rat dress when she did her little birthday performance where she busted out of her little um, Barbie box, you know, Um, so... Yeah, and they were on and popping, and honestly, it was just, like, it was around that time of, um, like, rock and, like, glam rock as, 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 like, an answer to, like, um, street-style fashion, you know? It was, like, 
I felt like in the early 2000s, like there was like this moment where there were kind of like these influences that we had seen from um, street fashion that had become huge. But then there was like this kind of like answer like with the like Ed Hardy's. And then like you had like the Heather Rat that was coming with this like glam punk rock vibe. So like if anybody was gay at this time, you knew who Heather Rat was. I mean, Richie Rich, Club Kid Extraordinaire. I mean, yeah. one I of mean, the nicest people alive. Absolutely. In the early 2000s, it's just like, we were so exuberant <laughs> then. <laughs> we were like, we survived Y2K, like New Millennium. Like, let's just do it. We well, they were everything. They also really used like celebrity to like the fullest advantage. They were one of the first people to ever just put a famous person to walk down a runway. Like people were not putting just random people on runways like from you know tv like i think it was anna nicole smith was the one that walked down the runway um anna nicole smith is not just a random person you better put some fucking respect excuse me you know that i that is taken out of context you know everybody (laughs) who can hear the vocal fry in my voice knows i am gay enough and technological enough to be obsessed with anna nicole smith i am very in touch but she was not a runway model, let's just say. She was not the person that you... Um, Would that... typically be sitting out on castings to walk in the runways. But, yes. I mean, iconic, nonetheless. I, did you know that she passed away on my birthday? I think you did tell me that, and I was so upset. I cried that day. I went uh, home from high school and hugged my mom and cried. I, like, always, <laughs> like, I always have a moment, like, on my birthday that I, like, live to see another year that I always have a moment for Anna Nicole Smith. I, like, think about her every birthday. But speaking of um, iconic people, you know, uh, when we think about people making a name for themselves, I couldn't think of a better example of self-branding than our very next guest. And I'm so excited to welcome to the show today from the headquarters of Drag Queen Merch, we have our friend, Bible Girl. Hey, Hi, Shane, man. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this episode. This episode in particular, Heatherette is like so <laughs> iconic to me. I'm just very hyped. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I know like we were uh, a little bit long-winded getting into your introduction, but I mean, obviously, you know, you were of the same generation. So I know, like, when were you first uh, introduced to like uh, Heather Rat? I think it was really as I was like navigating my space as a teenager and seeing <sighs> it be in that like crossover of that pop punk glam rock type of fashion. And I feel like I always... My, that as my only first exposure to Heatherette was through like photos, I always just kind of interpreted it as like one of those great pop cultural collaborative brands. And I feel like if there were to be a, a really like con- contemporary comparison we could make, maybe kind of Jeremy Scott from Moschino kind of has the same type of iteration, maybe a more of like an evolved style as fashion has progressed. But I feel like as an originator, Heatherette really did have their thumb on the pulse of being pop culturally influential on a global scale. It was there. What they did was so impressive. Yes, it was. Uh, And I, and you know, we're getting into the beginnings of cycle three of America's next top model. And 
we we've talked about this before where i feel like the show was uh, ahead of its time in so many ways and it also was like so very like current and on the pulse and does serve as like such like a beautiful uh, uh time capsule and what i love is you know they were right there you know like while heatherette is really um on this like upward like ascent of creating like you know these iconic looks and featuring like these celebrities like i love that this collaboration came in this was like the first challenge that the girls are being thrown into in cycle three of america's next top model and so uh, we were speaking previously about how i mean i constantly talk about how much i love norell um and uh she was very much so a fan of Heather Rat because she loved Paris Hilton. You know, we all knew about this. Um, and I'm just like, I, I always love to do this with like guests. Like, so if you were there in this moment and like, you know, you're like fresh off the boat, you're like, okay, like <clears throat> this is my time. And they're like, Hey girl, so your first challenge is you're going to be walking this Heather Red fashion show. What is going through Bible girl's mind? I definitely feel like you. I get like the anticipation jitters and shakes, like as I was in my chair or something. But then do like the ten breath count or the ten second breath count and just like harness it, you know, be like yeah. whatever. <laughs> like it, it's like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Like I'm here to do a mission, and if mm-hmm. someone wants to watch me succeed, then by all means, yes. suck it up, baby. <laughs> yeah, that goes moment on. With- it's that moment with Cardi B where she yells at the girl in the back of uh, the reunion <laughs> from that show. She's like, you, you bum bitch watching me. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks that, that she had to be so far in the back, too. You know, also kudos, kudos to um, Cardi's eye doctor, because that is some amazing eyesight. Um yeah. <laughs> question for, question for you bible girl have you always been um a top model fan were you a fan from the start i would watch it like in the early seasons actually i feel like season three is when i started to first watch it as they would play the reruns on i think it was was it mtv no it was vh1 no vh1 mm-hmm. it was vh1 yeah yeah yeah. so like yeah. that would be like on after school on repeats and then i just kind of get caught into the k-hole of top model you know <laughs> and then and then like anytime i'd be up late couldn't sleep was just like home on the weekends and middle or high school like that would be on you know so i just enjoyed it it's like i didn't cult follow it but i always enjoyed it and there were always some stick out moments and i like i know like the pendulum swinging runway was always the one that they would play the most when (laughs) when i'd be be watching after school that's what i always remember the trauma i had from reliving that when you said that i was like oh my god i forgot about that yeah Oh my gosh, you know, and and I was going to ask you, you know, uh, what drew you to Top Model, but it's funny to hear you kind of recount it as, you know, it was something that was constantly just like on the airwaves. And it's it's funny to remember that because, you know, culture has shifted so much to streaming now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whereas there were these like moments in time where like they were just BBs full on like marathons and you could yeah. just like tune in and totally just like fall into like a full on top model K-hole. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I mean, if it wasn't ANTM, it was like surreal life. And I'd always volley yeah. between the two. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, I really don't have a choice. You're like, this is all that's interesting me at the moment. And I ate it up every second. 
a sick yes. day in high school as well with Top Model, it's over. You're sick for the week. <laughs> you don't know, you don't know yeah. what's happening. I got the bowl next to my bed. Good to yes. Go. Okay, so um, are there, like, what are your standout moments in cycle three of Top Model? In cycle three, well, specifically even for this episode, I think I thought the gender commentary on Miss J's expression was very interesting because I think... I think as a viewer, I never second guessed it. And I, that was actually Ms. J's presence always was something that was intriguing to me and was something that drew me back into the show every single time. I felt there was something always really interesting to learn from her and just the way that she had a means of presenting what she wanted to bestow upon the models was just always very poignant. And I always enjoyed her lessons. But today, I think, I think the whole she wore heels. We don't know what's going on. It's like, no one has to tell you what's going on, babes. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just listen to Ms. J. It's right. not, it shouldn't be a question. What did she say? She said, nobody's explaining this to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was just... Why has nobody told us what's going on? Why'd you do that, Tyra? Yeah, it was an earnest question, but I thought it was uh-huh. just an interesting way, framework that she had positioned <laughs> it with, you know. Because, oh, you know, in a... Oh, yeah, because for Christy, you know, in her mind, she was just like, well, this would require an explanation where I'm from. And uh, (laughs) yeah, in Miss J's world, she was just all like, I'll owe you that. (laughs) Christy's like, my American flag dress has a lot of questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maxinista. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's just get this recap started. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back. All right, y'all. We are so ready to get started on this episode. We have Maxwell and Bible Girl here. We are all feeling great and caffeinated, ready to go. Maxwell, can you please refresh everyone's memory on what's going on right now in Top Model Land? Sure. So it's the morning after elimination and the girls wake up to some Tyra mail that says school is in session this a.m. So grab your sneakers, your sweats and head to the gym the girls leave the penthouse and head to their first runway lesson with Miss J. Alexander, who is dressed as your stereotypical sexy librarian. Um, I love the term stereotypical sexy librarian. Um, I don't know if I've ever met a sexy librarian um, in my <laughs> life. And at yeah. what time, and at what time did culture decided to sexualize librarians you know like what? halloween in the <laughs> 80s like, yeah it's like when were we like well, yeah I, librarians... I wrote i wrote librarian because i was trying to avoid secretary because i thought we weren't supposed to sexualize and feminize secretaries either <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. i thought that wasn't what we were supposed to do either so i thought i was like well she's kind of serving that like 
stereotypical like naughty librarian on Halloween vibe. A student you know, knowledgeable human being. Who will be ready to read. Yes. yes. Re- read your walk, <laughs> read your shoes. Yes. <laughs> the girls had no idea that they were also going to the library. So okay. <laughs> quite literally. With the sexy librarian. Full they went circle. To the sexy library. And nothing is being explained to Christy. And she's like, here we are in this library. Yeah. And... No, she's not in a library because there'd be books there for her to read up on this J. Okay. So um I, I was just thinking about how a couple of weeks ago, uh with Valentine, we had talked about this, but Bible Girl, I would love to know um, what your thoughts were on Miss J in this in this moment. Can you say, can you say legendary? Uh, I think she was serving baseline. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say baseline servation, but she, I mean, her credit, her. Yes, total servation. <laughs> uh, I we think love. she gave great, great props as to how to not have an anti-serve on the runway as a model. And um, I'm going through my head, like, the girls who were walking, for the most part, were, like, pretty good. And I, I don't know, I feel like she's just a good instructor. And, like, is very, she's so passionate about it that it doesn't feel like she's part of the production, that she's, like, there to earnestly help. That's how I always feel about her. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And I, and I love her character development. Like, as, we, as mm-hmm. the runway lessons go on each cycle, it just gets grander and grander. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I, just, I just love that for her. I think that's what we need to see. Because yeah, we look Jay is like, day. oh, we do always. Just like, what a institution. An institution. That is the perfect <laughs> way to put Ms. Jay. She is an absolute cornerstone in pop culture yes. for me. Yes, you know? absolutely. Like, and uh, I think to that point about Miss Jay, sorry, I'll do a quick side note. I thought it was interesting. I felt like Tyra wasn't super present in this episode in particular. Like, overall, like, it was very much miss j at the reins and i thought that was like a very great dynamic and like something that i like i know she's a very present person presence on the show baseline but i think the way she carried the pacing of the episode was really really good yeah absolutely absolutely she's just all like i've emceed a ball before i can handle these girls Um, okay, so also in this moment, the girls, they meet uh, Joanna House, Cycle 2 winner, and uh, she, <laughs> I love that she is there to assist on the runway um, lesson <laughs> when uh, her storyline on her season was that that wasn't her, her, her strong suit. But they were all like, hey, um, Joanna's I mean- back. Yeah, that wasn't even her. That was just a fact. That was like not yeah. even her storyline. Like, I mean, she was Mercedes ate her up on that runway. Like, yeah. So, but it's great to see her. So glad to see that they uh they keep the girls and the family booked and bring Absolutely. them on back. And Absolutely. Sure that, that was such a nice treat for the girls to see, you know, see Joanna. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, she's there, you know, being the success story and showing them like, hey. This could be you in a matter of weeks. Uh, question, um, Bible, what are your overall thoughts of uh, Joanna House, our winner of Cycle 2? Did you watch season 2? 
many moons ago, but I would say from what I recall, like I like, I mean, she took great photos, <laughs> you know, you know, yes, her, her win is fairly justified in that regard. I think, uh -huh. um, I, I mean, I think her presence gave me winner on this episode in particular. So like, if I were to just form like a more com contemporary opinion on what I saw, I, I felt like, she was in good standing. I think her yeah. stay. I think her pay of focus, like pay attention to yourself only, is like sage advice. So for uh -huh. me, I'm like, okay, like this is someone who knows what they're talking about. It's not some. Absolutely. It's not super cookie cutter passe commentary or uh, advice by any means. But I don't know. I think she was a good um, segue into doing the challenge, and I, I feel like even if she wasn't necessarily like the best runway walker i think maybe just to yeah i think to familiarize the girls this could be you aspire and just like no pressure she's not that good so you can walk yeah. great yeah no um maxwell was um thinking that perhaps this uh runway lesson could have been uh better taught by camille but um I, I would, I mean. <laughs> Don't you think, as a person, on your first day of runway school, wouldn't you want the girl that said, this is my runway walk and this is going to make me famous to teach you how to walk the runway? But here's the thing. It, all, like, all due respect, Camille's runway walk was not that strong either. It was it was a little bit too... Uh, um, What's the word? I'm like, creative. It was a little bit too... Um, unique a lot of you know? artistic liberty in that walk I, there was a lot of artistic liberties <laughs> in um camille's walk but you know what the thing that we love about camille most is her confidence and her ability to sell <laughs> anything. anything so you know what that that could be why that could be a a, a totally could be a reason why camille could be a really great runway coach because she could literally go in there and be like it doesn't matter how you walk you just got to sell it you just got to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so after Joanna leaves, Miss J makes the girls change, shows lots of legs, and the lesson begins. Now, the girls must first walk in heels with a book on their head as if it's supposed to help practice help them practice their posture and as we learn many of these girls have never walked in heels before and miss jay's reaction is always priceless and the girls were put through the ringer when miss jay had them put on chiffon skirts and vegas showgirl headdresses question when did you first walk in heels when did I first walk in heels? Um, oh, I'll tell you when. In my freshman year of college, and it was like Jeffrey Campbell Lita season, you know, when that was Ooh, like the moment, right? Oh my uh -huh. God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were the first acceptable pair of heels I could find <laughs> in my size. And I, my, I had one girlfriend in my crew that wore size 11. And so I was like, oh my God. And I got to try her size 11s on for the first time in her dorm room. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and so every time she got new shoes, I would just like trounce around in them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How about you, Maxwell? When was the first time you ever put on heels? Oh, I'm, sh I don't, I was a child. I put my mom's on for sure. I always was wearing my mother's clothing. Yeah. At some point. I, it was, a, yeah, it was a, a must. I had a sister. I'm, mm -hmm. I wore her pleather pants at one point. Yeah, like, <laughs> she had these really fierce lilac bell bottoms. And they Ooh, were had the lilac. And she oh thought she God. was really fierce in preschool with them. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was always nice having an older sister because I would definitely um, like try on her clothes when she was like um, at work, like because she had like an after school job and I was like five years younger, but like she was petite. So it always like really worked in my favor. And I think I started trying on my mom's heels like probably around like nine or 10 when I could like fit my mom's shoes. And I remember... Oh my gosh. I remember we had this um, mirror in our dining room and it was like big. It was hanging up on the wall and I would take it off the wall, <clears throat> prop it underneath the mantle on the fireplace because we had just like this really like kind of like open like layout. And then I would start from like the complete like backside of the house and then practice my like runway walk, walking to and from this mirror while I would like play on the TV, like uh, YouTube uh, uh, videos of Naomi Campbell. And I would literally <laughs> practice. Wow, I totally forgot about how I did. I <laughs> love that memories. <laughs> I, I love, love that story. <laughs> Oh, and I was so serious about it, too. Like, those little lessons, those little after-school lessons I gave myself, you know. That's oh, so my God. Weird. And this is around this time. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I, 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 yeah. I was Origin stories it. I love. Hello. Hello. With these chiffon skirts and headdresses, obviously, we see some some hiccups um, with these girls. Because, like, you know, naturally, you're throwing a lot of them at once. Um, and so... Uh, who do you think were the best and who do you think were the worst in this challenge? I liked Yaya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really mm -hmm. liked Yaya. I know she's more, uh, they quoted her as dancerly, I think was the word or something like that. Yeah. But I, li I liked, a, I liked a little hip swivel. I, yeah. I, I enjoy a little creative <laughs> liberty in my, in my runway walks. So. Oh, well, yeah. She was a stand up for me. I liked Eva too. Yes. She it's really liked. gonna fall. No, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like iconic. I know Amanda went on about her vision in the episode, obviously, but her constant looking down on the runway is just like not fabouche. No, why do they always say that about the dancers not doing runway well? I feel like Yaya was a great runway walker. Like I, and I feel like there's the other runway. girls as well that are been like that dancer you're not gonna do that like what is what do you think that is why is that such a conversation point for them um i don't know i feel like some i i don't know why they try to like be like okay imply that being a dancer or having a dance background on top model doesn't make you a good model because i feel mm -hmm. like dancers are incredibly aware of their bodies and maybe what they're trying to say is that they're being too aware but I mean I feel like that's something that can just be given with direction you know I feel like mm -hmm. dancers know how to take that because it's about performance mm -hmm. yeah I feel like yeah because like they're you know I, and I mean this is the best way I feel like with the dancer knowing their body it's like you're operating your body up an 11 out of 10 because yeah. of how in tune you are and so like they have the ability to then dial it back you know Absolutely. me as someone who has no ability in their hips whatsoever have i don't have that maxed out <laughs> capacity but i can appreciate it for sure <laughs> um i'm still just trying to like um picture um maxwell in a headdress and a chiffon skirt <laughs> and heels um on this runway challenge how do you think you would fare 
I think I would do really fab. I mean, what are my heels? Are they Jeffrey Campbell Lita's? It's <laughs> over for everybody. I've definitely practiced <laughs> in those. So because you're um, fully strapped in, like that is a secure boot. That is like ankle support. Uh, yeah, ankle. Su- look, that is really <laughs> and that important. platform in the front. Mm-hmm. Hello, great I know. toe support. <laughs> so okay, Miss J tells the girls that they will be attending a private party. Um, uh, with her in NYC for being such good sports during their lesson. And when they arrive, they are brought through the back door of this venue to meet Richie Rich and Trevor Reigns of Heather Rat. So obviously the girls are stoked to be in the presence of fashion legends and, uh, the girls are even more shocked to find out that they will also be walking in a Heatherette fashion show in this dark venue. Now, we all remember Amanda is legally bi- blind and is trying to get to see the runway before. And Narelle is freaking out because Paris Hilton might be there. And some of the other girls are running late. Let's talk about this challenge for a minute. Um, <clears throat> I... No, I, uh, well, I don't know. I'm speculating that I would be feeling really torn in this situation um, because I was told that I was going to be getting fed dinner and now I'm going to be having to like um, work longer, but I'm getting a chance to walk with these amazing iconic fashion designers in this New York nightclub. But I would be like, um, I thought we were, I thought we were getting dinner. <laughs> we're the dinner table. So we're yeah, not, is- I would be the girl that was backstage being like, so we're not, we're not getting dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pretty miffed about no dinner, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. But there's no chicken nuggets back here. Oh, God, a 40-piece. That would be... Oh, that's the rider. Baby. What we make yeah. after doing the Heatherette show. Yeah. <laughs> so, just some chicken tendies. Um, I feel like... I mean, I know that it was very punk rock in essence of the show, but the runway felt a little budge, huh? Am I, yeah. like, wrong for feeling that way? I felt like, you know, they were a little bit like, we're not going to give the best of the best to these... Um, uh, new budding models, but yeah, yeah. We, could, we could get some because also you have to think it's just like yes, like Heatherette was like really hot, but a lot of the things were like you know like custom, bespoke, and probably anything else was like you know going to like you know be doing like press pools or this or that. So to have a whole bunch of clothes for how many contestants was it's four it's like it's ten, like 13, 11. 10, yeah. 11, um, I think it's at eleven right now, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's also just kind of how Trevor and Richie design stuff. Fun fact. No, I, I, I meant like the runway. I get, oh. I get the design impetus. Yeah, no, I totally <laughs> understand that for sure. I was just like, I was like, yep, that's a New York club. I oh, got it. There? Oh, yes. Very, <laughs> yeah. You yes, know what I mean? Very, like, yes, we, this is a New York club. Yeah, because that, that was like... Uh, uh, the way that they used to have the stage at Berlin Nightclub in Chicago. Basically, okay, like too I, big... <laughs> I thought it looked just like Berlin. And I love Berlin, but I was like, whoa, this yeah. is giving me Madonna Rama right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I miss very a Madonna Rama vibes. Um, did you think that letting Amanda see the runway would have been an unfair advantage? No. I don't either. I don't know why they were so mad about that. No. 
Yeah, no. I don't think it's an unfair advantage. It's like if they let her, then you could probably go and see it too. So like, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> What's the problem? And they're letting her see it for her safety, not like because yeah. they want her to get like extra points to walk. But like, <laughs> it was very confusing. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, and then the rail fell, right? Yes. Yes. She and couldn't walk, though. She couldn't. Bless Norel. I mean, <laughs> bless, you know? Um, yeah. uh, and the audience, obviously, living for Takara. Mm-hmm. Um, some will speculate that it was for her boobies. Um, That's what Eva said. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to give her that, but um, I... Yeah, I well, yeah, no. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that the people were living for look? Who doesn't love some uh, just like a beautiful woman in an outfit with just like beautiful bouncy titties and just like everybody and just like loving herself? Like you're mm-hmm. like yes. I think it's the confidence that people were cheering it's for, the not confidence. her boobies. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure with great boobies comes great confidence. So <laughs> I guess. can you say? I, I mean, Trevor said that she did great and the audience was yeah. looking for her and he did not acknowledge her boobs when doing so. So, And mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like Takara had, obviously, I think the biggest boobs of probably any of America's Next Top Model contestant. And they weren't a major talking point besides this like moment with like e- Eva. <laughs> but that's because Eva belongs to the itty bitty titty committee. And I feel like that maybe have just been like a little bit of like jealousy that was like coming through. <laughs> Slight projection. Yeah. <laughs> because I bet you if Eva has some boobies that were bouncing around like Takara, she probably uh wouldn't have said that in the first place. Look, with that being said, now that we have um paid special attention and given honor honorable mention to Takara's bus. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into the results of the fashion show. We'll be back. All right. We are back and there is a lot of drama that needs to be discussed so maxwell please tell all of our listeners what happens next so after the show we will learn that there is a lot of drama brewing in the house around Anne and eva amanda and nicole think eva is stealing everybody's laundry and her crystals and money and before the girls confront eva about it though miss J swings by the penthouse and lets um everybody know who won the runway challenge for heatherette and it was eva okay so in this moment do we really feel like um Eva and Anne are like the quote unquote like mean girls. Like, are you are you team like even Anne or are you feeling more Amanda and Jennifer with a PH? I think I was definitely team Eva because I don't like I hate the pointing fingers game and it's uh-huh. like what like you're you're gonna single somebody out just because you mm-hmm. have withstanding history no matter what the context and be like you did it because of xyz it's like there's not even any fucking correlation 
Like, I thought, like, I hated that. I was like, this, like, Amanda was giving me very, like, insecure, trying to, like, like, soothe her own ego in the case of even if she did misplace something on her own. And it's like, also, no offense to anyone who does use crystals. It's like, those can be replaced, too. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't, like, it was, and it's just like, and now you're going to plant money and just try, I don't know, I hated, I really didn't like any of those like that narrative or optics that they were putting out there it was kind yeah. of great <laughs> no it wasn't so ultimately eva and and amanda bury the hatch um and they get some tyra mail in regards to their photo shoot the next day that reads can you stand out in a crowd be ready at 8 30 in the morning the next day, they meet Mr. J at Industrial Studios, where he tells the girls that they will be in a group for Lee's jeans, where they would be wearing jeans and nothing else. Of course, we have seen many meltdowns regarding nudity on Top Model, but the girls seem to get into it this time around. And we did get some pushback from Chrissy because she was uncomfortable with the shoot, which clearly showed. But Takara as well fully excelled questions are there any standouts for you in this shoot itself takara i think is my favorite favorite like hands down in the shoot takara absolutely my favorite as well for this shoot i mean and it was really fully i mean just the pose everything the arch Mm -hmm. in the back like Mm -hmm. and takara you know out of all all of these very skinny models, she was the one giving booty, body eyes. The tooch like looks that. really good the there. Tooch, you know? The tooch is yes. booched. Yes. The tooch is so booched. Like, uh, the girls arrive at Pantal. Can you say, can you say legendary? legendary? I love Pantal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I live for Pantal too. Okay, <clears throat> So the girls arrive at panel that night, and that is where they find out that they will be judged for their Lee Jeans group shot by Janice, Nigel, Tyra, Nole, and Richie Rich and Trevor Reigns from Heatherette. In cycle three, they really elevated the panel challenges, and Tyra makes these girls sweat all day in this house. The girls during the panel are forced to walk the catwalk in shoes that are two sizes too small. As as drag queens, this is really funny because I, I know many of us, many of us know what it's like to be walking around in a pair of heels that are do not fit. Have you but God, ever they been- look good. Right, girl. Have you ever been but there God. before? Oh yes, absolutely. I will compromise. I'll go full Cinderella and chop off the toe if I have to, if it means I can wear that cute ass bitch and thigh high boot. You know, right? I will go for it. Because here's the thing, and look, everybody do you know your drag or whatever? Do your fashions all at your own pace, like. Honestly, I feel like toes go numb after a certain point, and it just really does stop hurting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when your like toes are curling day, underneath, yes, they're like <laughs> they just like shrivel up. Um, uh, uh, but let's let's get into this panel because the, the the girls do their walk in these tube dresses and small heels. I talk about this 
uh, all the time with like Mirral because I compare her to one of the sex workers in um, Grand Theft Auto, you know, like the way the little avatars move because <laughs> she was really giving that in her tiny, tiny heels in this tube dress. I just, uh, I really need um, a gif of that because, um, yeah, I feel like that would be like my response to like uh, a, a night out when you're like uh, texting, you know, like the group chat with your girls and you're like checking in like, hey, how's everyone feeling? Like, I need to, be able to use that Norel um gif for when I'm like feeling a little bit too twisted the next day. <laughs> um, just full body rolling. Yeah, just full. You know. <laughs> um so they the girls do their challenge and so the judges um start to get into the critiques of the photos. So um let's uh talk about the bottom three, shall we? So um first up <laughs> We have Kelly. Now, Kelly fell when she walked out, and Tyra laughed at her. <laughs> Tyra, <laughs> Tyra said, the best athletes and models push through the pain. We saw it in your face. And then we see Kelly's photo, and I mean, look, the judges really read this photo of Kelly saying that it looks like uh, a, a boob job photo. The judges really read her on her face, and even Kelly thinks it's a horrible photo. Look, are we are we convinced that this was the best photo of of Kelly? That there has are, to be something. There has to be some. Like you know, I mean, it's the 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 bottom lip the chin all of it like it, it the she literally looks like she's grimacing like it is yeah like, she, she looks know. uncomfortable is how i read it and it's like even even like the nude body pose whatever that was the uh-huh. challenge so i feel like their uh-huh. criticism of that is kind of moot right but, i mean they didn't just take one photo. Like, there had to be something else. Well, this right? is also such an unflattering angle. Angle. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, we talk, they talk about it later, but somebody was, because they said somebody was chinish. And it's like, yeah, bitch, you're shooting what? me from like below my chin. Of course yeah. I'm chinish. <laughs> and here's the thing I have done, uh, exactly one photo shoot laying down and it is really honestly the hardest it is so difficult it is so difficult so um i'm sorry kelly that this is how they caught you girl looking like that um yeah bless your bless your little heart okay so next um in our bottom three we have jennifer with a ph Okay, and so Jennifer comes out and shows her ass to the judges, and it says A-N-T-M on it. Janice and the judges were appalled, and Jennifer thought that she was cheeky, but Janice said that that could get her fired. The judges don't like her photo, and Nole said he had nothing positive to say. I I, mean, I just think it's rich coming from Janice Dickinson. Honestly. I know. <laughs> That's I mean, my he, biggest takeaway. Even Eva said that. She said, "If Janice doesn't like it, you know you goofed up." <laughs> Top model facts. 
Yeah, like done goofed hard. If Janice is pressing you. I remember being a viewer and watching this and kind of also being confused in the me- by the message of this because I remember in cycle two when they felt that um, Joanna needed to like lighten up. And then in panel, she like turned around and lifted her skirt and flashed her ass at them. And they all laughed and giggled and mm. kiki. And they were like, ah, oh, ha, ha, so funny. And then it's like Jennifer did it. And she's probably thinking, okay, I'll write A-N-T-M on it. And got the complete opposite <laughs> reaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand where she's just like, but you guys all thought it was funny when Joanna did it. <laughs> I just like... I wish I could be in her brain. Like, I like I know, also, like, we understand her wanting the shock factor of it all to, like, get their attention. But as she was doing it, be like, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the serve, man. Well, she said uh, her ass was going to show. She was like, if my ass is going to show, I right. might as well, like, put something, make it funny. But it Draw wasn't funny. On it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, I also I love that know. you address her as Jennifer with a PH. I wish I could say that to Surrey <laughs> so that when I spelled out her name all the time, it wouldn't be like Jennifer. And I'm like, no, yes. I do mean with a PH, unfortunately. Yes. Um, and I'm, I was thinking too, I'm like, okay, is that something that Jennifer did herself or did she get a friend to write that? <laughs> yeah. That's also one of my questions. <laughs> Who did that to her? Like in yeah. the mirror? Yeah, either in the mirror, like trying to actively write backwards or yeah, yeah. a friend Very, helped you. Uh, Karen and Mean Girls with the Steve Quinn Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... um. When it comes to uh, Christy, um, when it comes to her walk, let's talk about Christy. When it comes to her walk, Jana said that she looked bored. Okay, Nigel said that he had to scoot back from the desk because he was scared of the train wreck that was coming towards him. (laughs) And Nigel said that she seems uncomfortable in her photo. And Tyra, this is what she said, that she was a little chinnish. Um, yeah, no, this photo is definitely, um, one of the weaker ones, but like, dang, but it's crazy to be called chinish when she's literally like tucking her chin down, like, because honestly, (laughs) if you look at these two photos, it feels like Jennifer is leading much more with her chin, Jennifer with a PH, and it feels like Christy is actually almost aware of her chin and like trying to at least like tuck it in, but (laughs) dang, can you imagine being called chinish? I, I'd have to leave the show. I know. I mean, how do I ever take a photo with Chinish oh. ringing in the back of my head? Like, that is like the worst intrusive thought I think I could possibly have for a modeling competition. I mean, would you rather be called Chinish or would you rather have Kelly's photo, which is that like, uh, no Chinish, no Chinish at all? I mean, but I, Kelly didn't get called Chinish. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was, if like, yeah. honestly, you think about it too, it's like, some people do kind of lead with their chin and I would be so, oh my God, hyper aware of like, oh my God, when I walk into a room, do I walk in chin first? (laughs) I just like, I feel like I think Miss Jennifer, the PH's photo is not, I'd say it's worse than Kelly's. Like I would still take Kelly's over Jennifer's, especially, I mean, that, she is kind of chinish. Yes. Well, ultimately, after deliberation, um, 
it was our girl Christy who was sitting home, and mm-hmm. Jennifer with a PH went on to show her ass for another week. Thank you so much, Bible Girl, for joining us today. Did you of have course. fun? I did. Thank you very uh, much for having me and for yes. being so sweet. I hope you guys had fun as well. Oh my God, no, we had uh, such a blast. This has been such a great conversation. It's always fun to you know sit down and talk with a fellow. Uh, top model fans uh, but please let our listeners know where they can find you online you can find me on instagram at bible girl 666 twitter bible girl 222 and tiktok bible girl sucks <laughs> now don't worry everyone because bible girl will be joining us uh, on thursday to hear about what she's got going on and what she can update us on the hashtag free Britney movement. Thank you so much for listening. And look, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you even just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains. Want to be on top? Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top ad-free and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 